Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Derek. And we would like to welcome you to Planet Bob, where we talk about the movies and shows that made their way to our little corner of the galaxy this week. So, geez, what, it's been a while what, since I did this. What number episode is this? Episode 63. Oh, uh, 63. As you can hear, Sarah's with us this week. I'm six episodes short. And we have uh, a guest with us, Adam. Uh, uh, do you want me to use your last name so people yeah. know your stage name? Yeah, that's fine. Adam Gross. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm going to end up with stalkers from one episode of your podcast. <laughs> from uh, Glendora. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have a weird uh, amount of listens from a, a city in California called Glendora. Oh. I'll have to Hey, Glendora. It. Hello. <laughs> yeah, they like us. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Well, it's good news. So, uh, we're going to actually talk about some movies this week. We've been doing Lost for months. Yeah, I haven't been on this show in a long time. No, Sarah's been gone a while. And I've never seen Lost. And Adam's never been on the show. So this is the first. And we're going to talk about uh, two movies. One One, that we've already done. Yeah, one we've talked about before. Uh, We forgot. Yeah, well. (laughs) We we always talk about how we're not good at this. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Equilibrium and V for Vendetta. Which are essentially the same movie. Very much. Very similar, yes. Yeah. Except one's got Natalie Portman. Yeah. There's not a lot of... I actually watched both those movies just today. Really? Yeah. You really last minute it. That's what I kind of do. I, 100%. Yeah, when, we do the, when we do the Lost episodes, I'm like cramming them in the night before. I was yeah. actually... I, I made the connection uh, that they are very, very similar. Uh, except V has Natalie Portman, and uh, Equilibrium's got that dog, and I'm pretty sure they're one of the same character. I mean, obviously Natalie Portman didn't play the dog. There was yes, a real dog. Yes, I get what you're saying. That <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... You, you think the dog took over for Christian Bale at the end? Well, Christian Bale was, like, <laughs> Christian Bale was playing uh, uh, V, and... The detective at the same time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I just needed to throw Natalie Portman in there somewhere, so I picked the dog. <laughs> I feel like Natalie Portman is the son. No, because he saved the dog. V saved Natalie Portman. It's the same idea. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure he put her in a trunk at some point. How the hell did he get her home? The, well, yeah, because... Yeah. Does he drive? Does anybody drive? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, dude drove out to Lark Hill, Detective Finch. Oh, yeah. 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 Does everybody get a car, though? It seems very, like... It's London. No one drives. That... Yeah. You see okay, a bike going out to investigate. Well, they closed the tube. Where's everyone supposed to go? Oh, that That's actually true. brings That's me... True. Hang on. I was really upset about this in V. The tube. The, the subway. They even mention it. Like, the only way he can blow up the building is aerial or through the subway. The, the tubes. Yeah. Okay. He ended up using the tubes. Those guys knew that was a good way of him doing it. Nobody swept the subway? No, they talked about it. Okay, but just hang on, because I got I got you there, too. Okay. They did talk about it. Yeah, the subway, all that, everything looks clear, right? But then they say, oh, I built my own tracks and all that kind of crap. Okay, do you remember when he blew up Parliament? It just, it was at midnight, and then it blew up? Yeah? Okay. You mean Old Bailey? Whatever. The Which, Bailey the, the, the beginning or the end? The beginning. Old Bailey. The, no, the end. Okay, yeah. Okay. It struck 12. Then you see them turn the train on. It starts moving. 
By the time the train got there, it was still 12. It was less than a minute. Do you think they couldn't have found it? Yeah, if it's that close? Exactly. That's oh, true. I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Totalitarian governments obviously don't work. No. No. I, I think that's kind of the point of the movie. <laughs> well, they really, drove it home. they really drove it home with that problem they just created. That's what drove it home. Not the murder or killing that kid or anything. No, not that stuff. They Police mention- trying to rape Natalie Portman. That's fine. They didn't it's- kill the kid. That was like a uh, hypothetical. No, that had it had his head. No, no because she was at the end. She unmasked. Yeah, the so we're there were a lot of dead characters dead. at the end there. Right, Stephen Fry was there too. Stephen Fry really was there. Why was Valerie was there? Metaphor, I guess. Okay, that did not seem like metaphor. That seemed like a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. no, it's it's because she says we're all we're all V. We're all V. He was all and of us. Then, yeah, he's all of us, and then they show. All of the people who basically sacrificed to make that happen. They didn't make that obvious, which I guess is good. Because <laughs> they, they assume I'm smart, I guess. <laughs> but now I'm mad because they made me feel dumb. No, I, well, I mean, I kind of just did that to myself. Really, <laughs> really metaphor? Because he wasn't like a, a force ghost or anything, and that's kind of... No. How you do that in movies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Not every movie is Star Wars. <laughs> Well, Many owns, movies Disney are Star Wars, owns it now, but... so yeah, they are. It's, 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 it's true, a lot of movies are Star Wars, but not all of them. <laughs> I think Alan Moore would probably be mad that you made that connection. He's just mad in general. That, this, that V for Vendetta exists. That anything, he's just mad all the time. No, I'm going to be honest with you, though. I didn't actually, I didn't like V for Vendetta when I first saw it, when it came out. Of course, I realized on my, while I was driving here, and I was thinking, why didn't I like it? Because I went in thinking I was not going to like it again. Okay. For some reason. But I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And I realized this because when I was younger, politics didn't mean shit to me. So the movie just left. It was not. It was over my head. There was not enough karate. Well, that's like the first time I watched Equilibrium. I didn't understand 90% of the the like political subtext, like the 1984 connections. Yes. Because well, it just... It wasn't where my 21-year-old brain was at the time. That was like Jay told me, Shut up, brother! Uh, in high school, he read Handmaid's Tale. And, really? yeah, everyone read Handmaid's Tale. Well, a lot of people did in grade 12 lit. And he was like, oh, this could never happen. This isn't real. And then he, you know, Realizes, grew up and realized that inequality exists. And was like, oh, shit, okay, it could exist. This is you pretty know, I legit. Know, <laughs> I know this doesn't have anything to do with the movies, and I mentioned it before, but like he read Handmaid's Tale in... Uh, high school, I literally, I only remember reading a book about a dog from outer space. And, uh, uh, and for anyone listening, can you tell us what that story I, is? I don't know what the I don't know what the name of it was. I remember I was riveted. What else happened? Uh, it was a it was a little boy and a dog. Uh, just sort of, it was like a stray dog, but it turns out the dog was an alien. And when the kid like pet the dog, he would get visions of the dog's homeworld. So Google that. All that. Yeah, type that. All in that run on <laughs> I've done that before. I've like typed in exactly someone's crazy description of a movie, and it came up with the right movie. <laughs> Don't wait for me. This is oh. gonna take a while. Yeah, we're yeah. watching you. Honey. Sorry. Uh, no, yeah. speaking of books, though, like when we were watching Equilibrium, I'm just like, this whole thing is stolen. Yeah. Like the whole thing. So I went through and I wrote them down. So the first one that I noticed is um, Fahrenheit 451. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. I have yeah. seen it. So Fahrenheit 451 is the temperature that books burn at. 
Oh, I thought paper it was a movie. <laughs> okay. It is a movie, Sorry, it's a book, yeah, but that's okay. the temperature the books burn at, and in the oh, story... That paper ignites. Yeah, so in the in the story, there's a firefighter guy, and his job is not to put out fires, but to go burn contraband. Sound that familiar? Doesn't it make... That makes him a fire starter. Yeah, but that's... They're called firemen. Yeah, they're firemen. Okay, well, yeah. that works. Yeah, okay. So he goes and is supposed to be getting rid of all of this um, artistic contraband. Yeah. Just like in Just like they burn all the books and, yeah, yeah. and art. They and burn the Mona Lisa at the beginning. Yeah. 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 And Which is way too big. In 451. Yeah, it's small. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah, so in 451, the, the fireman steals a book that he was supposed to destroy. And then Sean Bean Yates? does exactly the same thing. It was not, no. I don't you know what's funny is I've, I've never really read anything along the lines of Yeats or like old school literature, but the line he says there, I spread my dreams under your feet, tread, tread lightly, because yeah, that's a good line, and I kind of want to read that. I never will. I'm just saying well, it for your podcast. It's <laughs> famous for a reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's to the test of time because it's good. Yeah. Yeah. What's, have you read it? Uh, some poetry, yeah, but not a lot. See, the only lesson I learned from that movie, though, is if you read Yates, you're going to get shot in the face by Batman. Well, it helps well, if you're yeah, not Sean Bean. Well, yeah, the world is a hellscape. <laughs> it does help if you're not Sean Bean. <laughs> you want to live forever? Don't, Don't be, be Sean, Sean Bean. Bean in the movie. <laughs> it's true. Very true. Oh, Sean Bean. And what but yeah, was... so they, they steal that. They steal from Brave New World. You ever read that one? No, dude. You read one Magic about Magic Alien the dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't ask us if we read books. So Brave New World's about a boy who is in this world where um, everyone is grown in a tube, and they're grown to be a specific, uh, to, to live in a specific session, section of this caste system that they've okay. made up. So, like, everyone is exactly the same height, like, looks oh, pretty much oh, the same. Shit. They're That's all drugged. What's that one with Jude Law? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting uh, No, you're not thinking of existence. You're thinking of... Uh, Gattaca. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. So Similar idea. They're all kind of the same within their group, and he's like one quarter inch shorter than everyone else, so he stands out, and he's like a weirdo. He kind stands of out, he's shorter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. But it's, it's weird, because it's kind of the same idea, but... So the whole world is drugged in that. Yeah. Like, everyone in Brave New World is taking Soma, which, like, makes you feel super awesome and good. Like, it kind of gives you cool. a high. Everyone's pumped. But then... Give me Soma Coke. <laughs> in this one, yeah, it's, like, the same thing. Everyone's drugged, but instead of giving you, like, I kept wanting super to call feelings, it, yeah. it gives you no feelings. I kept wanting to call it Tritonin in this, but I know that's Stargate. Yeah. What the hell was it called? What? Oh, Sarah doesn't know what Stargate Oh, you don't watch Stargate? Not the, I like the, the show. movie. I did not like the show. Oh, it gets good, though. Anyway. I only like Atlantis because it has Jason Momoa, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> well, okay. Me too. Jason Momoa is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? And I like James Spader and they didn't have him. Oh, right. The, the name of the drug they used. in Prosium. Prosium, yeah. yeah. Prosium, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just the, watched it. Literally, I finished watching it. Like, I, right before you left. I remember you were saying, oh, I, I've... I'm in the middle of watching it, but... I, I've seen it, actually, quite a few times, and it's funny, because I saw it... When, when did those two movies come out? I did think Equilibrium was 2001, but I could be wrong. What, when was V for Vendetta? Let me just... Uh, let me Around just the same time. Right? They did one of those... Uh, because they were all excited Armageddon to use... Deep Impact situations. Well, yeah, they were all excited to use the... Uh, Wachowski's, like... 
oh, they, they did The Matrix. The Matrix is awesome. Come see this movie. Yeah. V was 2005. Oh, okay. Wait, so Equilibrium came out before that? Yeah. 2002. No kidding. So V ripped off... Uh, <laughs> well, no, <laughs> because Alan Moore wrote yeah, way yeah. before that. <laughs> yeah, Alan Moore wrote that one. Huh. Let's look. It's right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Does it have the original What's published What's the copyright on this sucker? Why don't you have copyright information? Tay Diggs. That movie had Tay Diggs. Ty Diggs? Whatever you want to call him. Tay Diggs, Tay? Yeah. Uh, I actually thought he was great. Not necessarily in this movie. He was okay in this movie, but I don't know why I liked him, and now he's, he just disappeared. 1988. Have you ever seen a movie called um, Malibu's Most Wanted? Oh, he's uh, good in that! Tay Diggs is real good in that. Is that a comedy? Yes. Yes. Is he like a comedic role? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? It's funny. He's like a, a he's like an actor pretending to be a thug from the hood to scare uh, Jamie Kennedy, who's like a wigger. <laughs> he's trying to yeah. scare him into being white. Okay. I don't like Jamie Kennedy. It's a, it's, it's a, a good movie. It's a real dumb, but it's funny. Yeah. Sorry, Jamie Kennedy. I'm sure you'll probably listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he lives in Glendora now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I didn't see it. I, I don't know. I like Tay. Tay Diggs. I didn't yeah, like I him in this though, because I found he, like douche? we thought he was just too emotional. Yeah, he's supposed to be the one that's straight laced, and yeah, he did. Like, I I feel like he wasn't on the drug. I think he wasn't just not acting he, right. Well. I made some notes here about how he, he like he emotes too much. Even like he'll he'll smile sometimes, and that's yeah, that's one thing. But he's him. also like ambitious and like he he does too many things that you would need. Like he's motivated, he's ambitious. He uh, yeah, but it, I don't know if that's he's very I don't think uh, that's he's very self assured. Like you never hear you never hear John. Preston talk about how good he is, even though everyone else talks about how good he is. But Tay Diggs talks like, "I want to be the best. I want to replace you." Like, I feel like yeah, that, no, that I know, but some emotion. I think that's that like ego. bad yeah, exactly. writing and not well, maybe. But I'm giving them the, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because like, okay, I have a I have a good. It, I, I I would hate the movie if they were that lazy about it. Uh, I don't know. I think. Sarah might be right. I because I think he's like father and he's not on the drug. Like when uh, when Christian Bale goes and sees well, father who, and he touches who ordered, the desk. Who ordered Tay Diggs to be his partner? It was maybe father and he's trying to get like... Uh, yeah, it would have been father. Well, it wasn't father. No, it was the guy who was the right hand of the father. Father wasn't a real person. But it's that guy. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. He's okay. pretending to be father. Yeah. Okay, I have something... Two things I wanted to get off my chest about uh, equilibrium. One is stupid, is that... Uh, the sense offender? That's what they call it. It sounds like a fart joke. <laughs> yeah. I'll just okay, get that out of the way. I'll just get that out of the way. But also... Um, <laughs> you use it. <laughs> Christian Bale's kid in that movie really bothered me. Yeah. Do you remember when he... Especially the way he says equilibrium? Equilibrium? Exactly. Like, you live in the same city as everybody else who says it the normal way. Yeah, why do you say it weird? <laughs> You home? You, you, you went to a, a what? Somewhere? Where? What kind of accent was that? I don't even know what I'm trying to say. He was speaking like with a, a English accent, wasn't he? Something like it that. It sounded like someone had like tried to teach him to say it phonetically, 
but he just couldn't quite get it. Maybe he's just got a learning disability. Or, or it's just a kid. And it's a big word. Yeah. That he's probably never used. Don't you think the director would be like, hang on. I, you guys just told me that he was too lazy to tell Day, Tay Diggs not to smile. Fair point. <laughs> so I don't think that argument works. <laughs> you know what, though? It does make the movie better when you think he's smiling because he's not on the drug. I think I think they're, I think his smiling and his ambition, it's all hinting that he's, okay, he's but then part if, of the manipulation of John. Preston? Uh, what's it? Is it Preston? John Preston. John Preston, yeah. If, if John Preston was like, you know, known to be so good at picking it out, like, it's super obvious to have Tay Diggs be, and all he had to do was say, this fucking guy, guy, look at him, he's smiling, and yeah, yeah, let's get him. But, <laughs> John Preston also has a blind spot for partners. Yeah, okay, you're right. Like, he didn't notice his, his wife, wife was feeling, he didn't notice Sean's partner was, was feeling. Obviously. His kid. Yeah, his, his kids, his own children. Have been uh, off the drugs. You know what, the actually, yeah, they they make a big deal out of how he can sense it, but like everybody he knows is not. Everyone he's everyone, <laughs> like like uh, how father talks about how he. I has, feel like he senses the stuff and not the people. Well, yeah, he's. He's like I know there's the Mona Lisa behind that. Well, when but father he know about he's John is like they talk about how he's unique. Father says that he needed he needed someone who could feel but didn't know they could feel. That's what. That's why how he tricked John into. Oh, getting into the yeah. underground. It's like he he always had kind of an ability to feel. He could empathize with other people to a degree. That's why he picked him. And I feel like that's why he didn't turn in his wife too. He, uh, you see in his flashback. What do you mean picked him? Oh, the the guy who was parading his father. But he didn't pick him. He he fucking broke his thing. They kind of did though. They're like the the he talks about at the end how he needed someone. Someone who could feel that didn't know they could feel. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense to me in the way that you started the film. Because he, he broke it. It wasn't like... Okay, but just a second. He, had, he always had the capacity to feel. Because when you watch the flashback, when he's seeing his wife get arrested, when he looks at her, everything gets brighter. Yeah, yeah, they have, her, they have her more color in her. Yeah, I everything that. else is grayed out except he, his wife. When it just shows okay, him on, then, the, on the scene, he's like gray. Like yeah, everything except his wife. Okay, but again, okay, I'm going to talk about maybe some sloppiness going on in this movie. As a way to show how far he's come, they show him ignoring his wife going in to be incinerated. Like, they... Well, so they're they're showing her get arrested as a, and he's emotional about that as a way to show he's always felt. But then when she goes to be incinerated right after, they're showing how cold he was about it. Like it. Well, he's, it's because everybody's on the lookout for people who are feeling, and he if he showed emotion there, which would be the time he would do the most, he'd, he'd fucking get burnt up too. Well, he doesn't. Really... I think they're just manipulating whatever is happening at the moment and. Make you understand what's happening. They're, they're just the making the movie on the fly. I really hate. I, I'm starting to hate this movie the way you describe it. What? <laughs> if it's all just lazy, me- meaningless stuff, then I don't like it anymore. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I I I don't know whether I read it. I probably didn't read it because again, we'll go back to that fucking space dog. <laughs> it was probably a video on YouTube that said they made Equilibrium for like fourteen million dollars was their budget, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Right? They got a lot of... There's a lot of production value there for $14 million. No kidding. 
Yeah. Fourteen million dollars, the only thing I'd get is probably a drug habit. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if the director had one of those. Well, could be. Apparently he fucked up a lot. <laughs> okay, well okay, let me explain. So I think part of the issue and it came up when we were watching it is that because there's no emotion in the characters, it's sort of like Asimov's writing. So as I think Asimov is the adventure of the three laws of robotics. Okay. You know this. Yeah, I watched I, I watched iRobot. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. Um but a lot of his films or sorry, books are very much like removed from people. There's not a lot of experience happening. He destroys entire worlds and you don't really care. Like you don't feel anything for any of the characters in them. Okay, which, and it which, reminded which me of this. It's called Foundation. Oh, he okay. wrote like a Foundation series. And he, yeah, he just destroys worlds you don't even care because you're not connected to any when of the characters he, in it. When you say you mean the writer? The writer. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so it kind of reminded me of this because you don't really care about any of the characters for the majority of the movie. Like, they could all die and you'd be like, all right, whatever. Because they have no emotions. Like, there's... What about... There's William? no personality or anything to really get attached to. So I think part of the issue with that is that you have to try and manipulate the plot to make you feel something for characters that don't who don't feelings. emote. I look at it like or have personalities. Shit, that's really if you don't actually if you if you don't know what emotions are, like you never see anyone express them, how would you know if you're feeling it? You just especially feel like you're if, on especially if it's mostly repressed because of whatever drug. What do you mean, how do you know if you're feeling it? If you, if you never had feelings since you were born, how would you know what the hell you're dealing with when you start feeling And kind of like how we talked about, why would people care about their, their kids? Why would they raise their kids? Why would they get married? Yeah, we were like, if you can't... Why would they, like... We, well, we said, do they physically have their babies? Why would you bang if you can't feel? And how would you even get erect if you can't feel? Because, like, they it's, make... Is yeah, how do you get aroused if you don't is care? Is arousal an emotion, though? Well, it dulls, all, it dulls your senses, it's right? It's tied because to emotion. Well, the drug dulls Why your senses. Why would you want to, I think, is the... Like, you notice how when when all the people... When they show us that a person's off the drug, they are often touching it, a surface? It could, be, it could be something to do with that totalitarian government basically saying, like, you two are assigned to make yes yeah. yeah. Take this drug, because there's Viagra. Make children, yeah. But like, um, so say, say you're. Uh, I don't even know if I'm. Gonna, I'm not going to be able to describe this very well. Uh, imagine you're like attracted to somebody, but you don't know what attraction really is. You find yourself drawn to somebody, but you don't understand what attraction is. Even. You're treating it like people think about their feelings, and they don't. So if this, if these people had always been on this drug, and some people are less affected by it, that would just be their baseline. Like they wouldn't be like, "Oh, I don't know if I have feelings." They just would maybe feel a little bit more than other people. And that's all it takes for John to send him down this path, because like he just had that little bit of emotion for his wife. A normal person on this drug, I feel like. When the cops busted in, they would have just let him, let them take his wife. So, but he straight up attacks those cops. So do you, oh yeah, that would have been an emotional response. For sure. Because he, otherwise he would just be like, what's happening instead of... I'd be like, like, oh, these are the guys arm. that I work with. They come and take sex, sex offenders. What's going on? 
So you think he was not taking the drug way back then? No, I think he was on the drug, but that he's unique and that the drug doesn't affect him as much as most people. Oh, yeah, so his kid bugs me. Sorry. <laughs> we were getting really heady, but I started it with this kid. He, brust, he busted his, uh, his, oh, shit, what's it called? Tritonin. Trosium. <laughs> Trosium. You really wanted to be Tritonin. I do. Every time there's a, you know, it, sci-fi it's, drug. It's a it's combination Prozac, of Prozac and lithium. lithium. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so he broke his Prosium, and his kid saw, and he says... You're going to go and get more drugs tomorrow, and that's that. Like, he's the dad all of a sudden. And I feel like in, a, in an emotionless world that, like, Christian Bale would have smacked him and not fought twice because, like, who cares? You don't, you don't need to care about hitting kids. And that kid was being a dick. <laughs> that makes sense, right? I think the kid was just, like, he talks about later how it's his job to know what his dad is thinking. Oh, yes, you're so right. like testing him? Yeah. You're going to go get more of that, right, Dad? Still, the way, the way he put it there and all that. And he's like, oh, your partner called, and I told him you were going to go get more drugs tomorrow. I hope you're okay <laughs> with that. And I was just, like, mad at this kid. <laughs> I have a two-year-old, and if he started that shit, <laughs> he'd be in the corner. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut this. <laughs> <laughs> Good parent. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so we haven't really said anything about V, though. Really. No. No. I. It's all on the let's hate equilibrium bandwagon. I didn't hate equilibrium. I really like it. I don't it. either. I enjoy it. It just has a lot of problems. I don't hate it. Just like, if if it's this lazy, I, I lose a lot of respect for it. Okay, but again, $14 million. I mean, you're going to get some laziness. But I feel like a lot That's of this is stupid. But I feel like a lot of the things are too purposeful to be lazy. Like the the light, his wife being brighter in his flashback. Yeah, that was That's that's good cinematography. Is that cinematography? That's just simply good cinematography. Yeah, yeah, it seems too. It seems too purposeful to be. The thing is, though. Okay, so the plot can have major issues, and it can still be like a beautifully well thought out movie I that know, uses like, light and visuals in a really good way. But like, if he doesn't feel anything for his wife, I don't like that. They I don't think he doesn't feel anything. I just don't think it's as big as you do, is all. Well, it was a two-income house, and if they burn her, it's a one-income house. So if you're emotionless, you'd think, now I have one less income. So that's maybe why he was looking at her. Is there even income? I mean, people well, who are... Question. I don't know. Who are sociopaths and have no empathy money. still have attachments to people. Like, like they're victims? <laughs> well, not all sociopaths kill people. The majority <laughs> don't. But no, like, you still have, like, a connection to your parents a lot of the time. Like, there's people that... But the brightness is what... The brightness is what indicates that John is feeling things. Like, we see when he's off the drug for a day and he wakes up and peels away the, the covering on his window and he's like, Oh, the colors! I, I'm oh, actually I okay I just with don't... that explanation. Because that's that's kind of a... I mean, because he says, I just sort of sense when people are off the drug and whatever, it sort of gives you the idea that... He has a, a capacity to empathize, he just doesn't realize it. Empathy would be emotional, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you have to, to yeah. empathize with someone, you have to feel emotions. I just think to go, like, like we were talking about, so we called the dog an emotional MacGuffin. Like, he's just okay. there because 
you need to feel something. Puppies for usually work for that. They yeah. always work for that. And then it gives us a way to connect to John. You're like, oh, John likes the puppy, therefore I like John. John saves the puppy, therefore he's a good guy. Are we talking about John Wick? Is it his name John Preston? John Preston. Right? <laughs> Sorry, talking about Johns and puppies. And yeah. John Wick was awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed, we're not allowed to watch that movie. No. What? It gave me nightmares for like weeks. Oh, the opening yeah. scene. Because of the puppy? Because of yeah. the puppy. I couldn't, I couldn't oh. deal with it. That's too bad because you're missing out on some good shit. You know what I didn't? I don't really like those films. The kinds where it's just people shoot people. Uh no, I want more revenge. What? Yeah, it's too quick. Yeah, the, he kills people too quick. I don't really oh. care. I want like taken. Like, like I want like Liam Neeson to like and... destroy someone. Yeah, yeah. Like you kill puppies, like you need to get like full destroyed. And I was at the end. I was like, that was not good enough revenge. <laughs> the guys that he full on destroys when, when they try to kill a puppy. Yeah, I went to yeah. see that movie uh, with a friend of mine, and his dad decided to come along. And not not that I have a problem with his dad; he's a nice enough guy. But it, like, it just sort of came last minute. My dad's coming. At the end, everybody's like, "Yeah, what'd you think? What'd you think?" And and his dad says, oh, "I didn't like all that bullshit at the beginning. I just wanted to see him shoot guys." And I'm like, "You're actually a really cool old man." <laughs> <laughs> But without that opening scene, he's just killing people for no reason. Exactly, and that's what he wanted. And I'm like, you know what? That's it's simple, and you know what? You know what you want. I don't. I don't know. It wouldn't have worked for me. Oh, not at all. No, I would have hated that movie. Absolutely. Yeah, because it would be a very by numbers of, action movie. But I was proud of him for just being him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Knowing who you are is is important. Exactly. And he wasn't afraid to just be bold and say it. That we would think down. Say that shit. We're talking about John Wick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That happens. That happens on this show. I made like a ton of notes about the architecture. In yeah, uh, both of them. But I really liked it in Equilibrium. Um, they filmed in Germany, so they that's were, why there were so many zeppelins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like post World War II modern architecture, super thick walls, really harsh, and I thought they had a really good contrast between that world and. Um, the underground. So every time you went anywhere near the underground, there was always some kind of hint that something was there. Like when he found the Mona Lisa, which kind of made me mad because it's the wrong size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the painting was too big. Um, and also like, it, <sighs> he finds the Mona Lisa. Like, can you smack someone in the face anymore with that? Like really that's the painting you found. Okay. Well, the guy, um, he scanned it eh? and it said, Oh, authentic. Yeah, maybe it just meant like it's an authentic painting. Like they didn't. Know. An authentic exactly. painting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This exactly. is definitely this art is of some kind. One. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can't look at a, a drawing or a painting and, yeah. and yeah. realize that, oh, did someone, is this artistic expression here? But I like that they put it under like a really old, really textural Persian rug. Like it's. <laughs> like, well, no, like it's a, it's that a would be good juxtaposition too. from all the concrete but yeah it's really not surprising he's like look under the rug well, look yeah, under I'm... this fancy r- they would have moved the rug anyway that was a mistake <laughs> they would have moved the rug yeah yeah but the yeah. one hidden behind the wall way smarter my, my my question though when that scene where they burned the Mona Lisa and all that they actually went through the time to like determine whether it was the real Mona Lisa or not what's the point even if it wasn't the real Mona Lisa you're gonna burn it anyway yeah yeah you don't want it there maybe they're just like yes check yeah, yeah, we got one. That's yeah. 10 yeah. points. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you get more than 10 points for the Mona Lisa. That's a big one checked off. Yeah, but yeah. that is obviously a fake Mona Lisa. It is a fake Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small painting. It's not very uh, impactful if you open a door to tiny Did painting. you ever see that movie, uh, Popstar? 
Yes. Yes. The, the, he does a whole song about how the Mona Lisa sucks because <laughs> yeah. it's small and he was expecting it to be big. <laughs> That's a great scene. It's only famous because it got stolen a bunch of times. I didn't know that. Yeah, it got stolen quite a few times. Because everybody, like, when they're talking about how it's famous and everything, they're always like, it's that smile. Yeah, no, no one ca- no one cared before, like, 1930. To be honest, she looks like she just farted and she's waiting for you to notice. Like, you used to be able to walk by the Louvre, you could probably reach out and touch it. But then it got stolen a bunch of times, it went into uh, the media so much that now, because everybody knows what that painting is, it's famous. It's not because it's particularly so, good. So it's like an old school meme. Yeah. It's sort of Yeah, old. basically, yeah. yeah. Let's see who can steal it this time. Pretty Who's much, yeah. Out? It's not it's not the best work by far that he ever did, but there it is. Yeah. So hmm. Mona Lisa, that's good. That. You know what? Now but that you I mentioned did the mention, rug, no, sorry. Now that you mentioned the rug, uh, I'm reminded of weirdly of Hans Landa in Oh in Glorious Bastards. Glorious Bastards, yeah. Because he talks about how he can think like a Jew, and that's why he can find things. So he's on Tritone. Oh. So maybe. <laughs> so like, in my head right now, I'm connecting that to John, how he can kind of feel. Where this stuff, like, this is where I would hide my Mona Lisa. Like, like <laughs> going back to that thing that you objected to where I think that John can feel a little bit. He's really I'm allowed to, to disagree with <laughs> yes, you. Yes, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying. Um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, when you were talking about peeling the 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 screen, the screen yeah, away, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I had mentioned like there's also a haze in that city that disappears as yeah. the movie goes on. Um, but like, okay, again, they just take it. They take things like it's just a little bit too far to me into cheese category. Like, like they found the Mona Lisa of all paintings, and then he peels that off, and it's beautiful and it's sunny, and I love that scene. And then there's a friggin' rainbow. Yeah. It's like, raining. There has to be a rainbow. Well, it's raining. Rainbow. It's raining and it's sunny. I know, but it's just that's like science. The, the, the second, the second that he peels it off, there just happens to be a big, beautiful rainbow. But okay, <laughs> it's not uh, terrible, you're, you're but it is fair. just like a little bit into the stepping next, a little bit onto the parmesan. It's like a well, little bit. Too well, that's step, what I mean. Though. One like, step they, further. They make these things bird. so obvious that it, it seems like if. If they're just letting Taydig smile through scenes and that he's like ambitious and John sees his wife differently than he sees other things and like those things seem too purposeful to like for okay. some specific things that he do does. So later. if if John could feel a little bit before he got off the drug, Taydig's character says, "Oh, I'm just like you. I can sort of sense it," but he's just worse at hiding it. Yeah, maybe he could also. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe John's not even hiding it, he just doesn't know how to express emotion, and Tay Diggs doesn't know how to suppress it. Tay Diggs. Honestly, he should have died a long time ago. <laughs> Somebody should have cut his face off way earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that scene is actually amazing. Mm. Es- oh! Especially the cutaway shot. Yeah! We saw something in this <laughs> that was ridiculous. When I don't know if there's a screenshot of this. Uh, so when that scene first ends... When he cuts his face off? Yeah. Yeah. After after he's killed uh, Father, I think, it cuts to one shot up directly above, and Tay Diggs' face is on the floor, just in a... Looking like a, a piece of bologna or in something? In the lower yes. right side of the frame, yeah. <laughs> just awesome. laying on the floor. Like, that is amazing. <laughs> I had to rewind it, because Sarah missed it. There it is. 
No kidding. No, it's so badly done. Right? <laughs> yeah. It does look like somebody just dropped bologna. It's a pimento loaf. Because he's laughing. I'm like, you got to go back and listen to this. And, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> i got to watch that movie again. Yeah, just That's for awesome. that. That's awesome. Just for so bad. And he's like sitting. And it's nowhere near his body. No, like, it's it's like his face like slid across the floor. Oh, there's no blood. No yeah. blood, though, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. That's funny. A bloodless defacing. <laughs> Glad that and it's even remembers it, so we could show him that. It even has Beautiful. like an expression like the fuck just happened. <laughs> yeah. That my was my face body. Is off. <laughs> Where's the rest of my bed? Rest of my head. <laughs> okay, oh. nobody nobody actually saw what she just showed me. You need to watch this movie if only for that. Yeah. <laughs> or or what did I Google exactly? I might I might uh, add the screen capture to the do it. Yeah. to the blog post. Google image search Tay Diggs face on floor equilibrium. <laughs> You're going to see it. It's great. It's like all of the... Oh, man, awesome. Awesome. Other people clearly though, like there's a lot of screenshots of it. So other people are probably like, oh God. Some of them have his face circled in red. It's awesome. Nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't pick up on John Preston's name through most of the movies. So I just, most of my, most of my... <laughs> notes are just Bale or like the actor's name because they say the character's name so seldom. Oh, note to you, it happens in an hour 36. We stopped yeah. to make sure. For the face? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, did, she put the, down the specific timestamp. Yeah, we had and to share like, that. If you watch the movie, an hour 36 minutes in, you just prepare yourself. <laughs> Why did he fall in love with Mary, stupid? Because she was the first woman he saw since he was feeling. Yeah, know, that's like, reasonable. The or, whole like deep the, love thing. I'm like. It's probably the hand touch. When they when he when goes to reach to out for her little, little thing and she tries she touches his hand. Yeah, he had a thing for her before. I feel. Do, do you I remember when they arrested her? And he's like, "Look at you! Look! Look at yourself! Look at yourself!" And then he, like, all he has to do is just put her in front of the mirror and say, "Look!" But at he yourself. spins her around. He does this weird like dancing spinning maneuver. Yeah, yeah he grabs okay, her by the that? arm and then spins her. Well, it's like the dumb gun kata stuff. That's not dumb. I didn't like it. No, that's that's cool. I mean, I realize it's far-fetched. I think they over-explained it if they had just gone with it. Let it be, yeah. Yeah, they didn't even really need it, so he's super good in a fight. Yeah. He moves all wacky, you know. But showing the showing the guys doing their trading, like, yeah, and then they having the guys out like they were pointing guns. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and and I'm then, like, you don't hold the gun like that. This whole thing doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then in the video, they're like, he's full-on explaining why why the gun kata exists. Like, yeah, you yeah, don't need to do down. any of that. No. No, it's like someone wrote it, and they're like, put this in the movie. I spent a lot of time on the background. Exactly. All the, the writer and director is the same person. Then, yeah, okay. <laughs> do what I want. I control everything. He's sitting there going, yeah, yeah, it's another, it's it's $2 million out of that $14 million for me to just develop this yeah. gun kata thing. I'm going to throw that in my kids. Well, apparently he developed it in his backyard. So he was just doing a dance? In his yeah, backyard. I guess. He, he, was just do, he was just doing this shit in his backyard, yeah. <laughs> You know, you, you yeah, you're right. The movie functions perfectly well if you don't ever explain why they're good in a gunfight. Because I think it cheap. It's like it's like midichlorians. You don't need to tell people why the for, why force powers exist. Yeah, they just just do. let it happen. People that accepted is, it. That is exactly like midichlorians, actually. People have already accepted it. Why don't is explain he, it? Why why is he so amazing? He just midichlorians. Gunkata. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Gunkata. <laughs> <laughs> if that did exist, I would take it. <laughs> I would learn I would, it. Yeah, absolutely. You know how many moose I could kill? 
It would never work in Canada because you can't Moose. use you can't use handguns here. Well, a couple. Shotgun cannon. Maybe, maybe some. <laughs> he does. He does use shotguns. A couple okay, crossbows, maybe. Yeah. There you go. yeah. <laughs> I feel like you'd be flinging like bolts around all over the place. That's just called in. Legolas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gun cutter was absolutely worthless in that movie. I never thought of that. Like it was. It, like it was. It was cool looking. And I did like the visuals in it, and the choreography was pretty cool. But yeah, why you got to explain that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, why do you have to dedicate like all two and to... a half, two maybe three scenes to it? Yeah, all you have to do is say he, he knows all kinds of fucking karate. Yeah, he's just a master at and, weapons, and he just happens to have guns in his hand, so it looks like karate guns. Well, it's like when we watched what, like the Protector and another one, Ong Back. Yeah. And he's just, like, a regular dude who just happens to be, like, the sickest dude in the world, and he's super cool, and you're just, just like, yeah, man! He's just really good at Muay Thai. Yeah. That's actually uh, the story of who I am. You're just I'm really just good at Muay Thai. Guy. I'm just sick as hell. <laughs> <laughs> he's not sick as hell! I, 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 do, I do have a cold. That's okay, we do too. <laughs> We're all in recovery from cold. I shouldn't have been kissing you earlier. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll give, we gave it to each other. We'll be that just, just means again. it's going to last twice as long. No big deal. Yeah. We've got that too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I kinda, so, I think overall for me with Equilibrium, they did a good job with a movie that has the issue of you're not going to feel connected to any of these characters from right off the bat, which is super hard to do. And it's hard to compare it to V for Vendetta because Alan Moore writes some of the best stuff out there. Like, he's an angry dude. We talked about that. But he's, like, a very talented... Angry dude. Angry dude. (laughs) Who's... Misanthrope. Yeah, made some of the most amazing things that we've read in the last 40 years. So, you can't compare. It's not really fair. Yeah, he wrote Watchmen, too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, well, of course he did because that was the other half of our... Our Alan Moore episode. Yeah. 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 whole episode on. We did, yeah, we did uh, Watchmen and V for Vendetta. Yeah. Two oh, movies that he didn't okay. like that do not follow his comic book really at all. But. Well, he didn't like them? Oh, I, yeah, I knew he didn't like Watchmen. Yeah, he won't put I'm, his name on anything anymore. Okay, no, I'm going to be honest. I didn't read the comic book, but the idea of a big squid monster at the end is stupid. And the idea that it's like they use Dr. Manhattan at the end of the movie, I, I, is, am I crazy to think that's a better idea? It um, it's way better for the movie. It works in the comic book because they oh. set it up better. Oh, okay. They, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because I, I, all I know is they had a giant squid monster to be the catalyst for everybody's world peace and all that. Did you have you watched? You said you haven't watched the Watchmen series, right? No. You should. You should. It, they'll. I I probably will. Without without wa- reading the comic books, it's based on the comic books. It's it's a sequel to that, not the movie, yeah. but it's close enough. Did you guys like the Watchmen movie? I thought it was all right. It, was it all works right, as yeah. it works as a film. I liked it. I yeah. wasn't mad. I, like I, I read the comic like, book, and I I'm not mad at the things they changed. The, the thing is, is that the comic book is just so good. Yeah. So good, and there's so much in it. Like there's a whole chunk that's about this black freighter comic book that one of the characters in it is reading, and it mirrors like it's a metaphor for everything that's happening, and it's just like. It's so, so well done, and they can't uh, do it in the movie, so um, a lot of people missed a lot of that stuff. A metaphor for everything that's happening in the comic? Like the, yeah, like the plots, yeah. Story, yeah. Did you guys yeah. ever watch The Machinist? Yes. Christian Bale? I know it's slightly related. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you know that when they went on that ride, 
that ride foretold everything that happened in the movie and then everything that was going to happen? No, I only we've only watched it once. Yeah, because it was super depressing. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but that that was cool though. The whole ride it was like you know they get on the chair and it goes through some I don't know House of Horrors. So why didn't you suggest that as our second movie? Because it didn't work with V for Vendetta. No, it, but you chose Equilibrium. We could have Equili- Equilibrium, Equilibrium was the first one. Yeah. We could have oh. done like Christian Bale. We should have done that. You know what? Hindsight, I don't, 2020. I don't actually know why I didn't choose that. Because, <laughs> like I said, I didn't like V for Vendetta when I first saw it. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to come back, we'll talk about that. We'll machinist? talk about the machinist. <laughs> okay. It, it, it what other crazy Christian Bale movie can we do? Uh, have we done American Psycho? No. There you go. That's crazy. A good one. And he's mentally ill in both movies. Spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> we could talk about how he probably is going to die soon because of all the weight he's lost and gained over yeah. the years. Wait, can we actually talk about Turbo Kid instead? Do you guys know that one? I've seen the trailer for it and I want to watch it. Oh, it's the best. It reminds me of, like, uh, Gentleman Broncos. Have you seen that? No. Oh, you will like that. Yeah. Uh, if it's anything like Turbo Kid, Turbo Kid was a shit. There's like got, the there's reason a story I within the story that reminds me of Turbo Kid. It's about a it's about like a student writer, okay. who writes this crazy fan sci-fi story, and like this the story that he writes is what reminds me of the trailer for Turbo Kid. Okay, so I'm gonna suggest this: the Machinist is really depressing, and nobody really wants to watch that again. I'm assuming. Kay. Okay, Turbo Kid and Starship Troopers because they both have Michael Ironside. Okay. And who doesn't want to watch Starship Troopers again? I really hope you guys are on the same page as me. I didn't like it when I first watched it, but I didn't get it. It was parody at the time. Like, oh, it was yeah. satire. That was also a book. <laughs> Why you were watching it going, this is bullshit. This isn't serious. No, I just didn't get it. <laughs> this isn't realistic. <laughs> no, I just didn't get it. I didn't get the premise. You didn't get the tone? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went into it thinking it was a generic PG action movie until everybody's fucking arms and legs started falling off of them. <laughs> Well, I knew I, I figured it was just a basic action movie. I didn't catch all the like all the anti-fascism stuff. Oh yeah, no, it was very uh, yeah. You had a lot of that shit going on. Uh, I didn't add anything to your comment with everything I just said, but I want to feel <laughs> smart. <laughs> <laughs> so should we do V for Vendetta now a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Okay. John Hurt, right? He yep. was in it. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was Chancellor. The guy. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys notice his fucking pupils were gigantic in that movie? Every time he was on screen. I did not. Yeah. Well, he was on some fucking drugs, but I don't know about that. But he was definitely like. He, I feel like he would, must have been in a dark room or something. Everything was white behind him. Yeah, I don't know. Because your pupils will dilate when you're when you're in the dark. In the dark, but he wasn't. Like it was no. clear that he was in a really well lit room. Which actually reminds me, how did Natalie Portman not know he was the one who kidnapped her? I know a lot of the scenes showed him like in like uh, the, like in darkness, like so you couldn't see his face. But she, she, there was a scene where he shaved her head. Yeah, it was like this perfectly bright room. Like, I was wondering that when when we were watching too. Saw his face. She didn't. She didn't ever like try to peek, take a peek at the person who was shaving her head. Exactly. Yeah. So obviously, well, and we knew because, like you said, he's Agent Smith for part of it. Yeah, obviously <laughs> that, that's some lazy writing, and Equilibrium is way better. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel weird about the fact that Stephen Fry and that little girl were in at the end. I, I guess I can see your point, but they like made no attempt to give any hint that that's what they were trying to say. That they were like... Uh, well, they, they did because they had Valerie and she's dead. Yeah. 
And we watched the little girl get totally shot. She's dead. Okay, but hang on. You watched the little girl get shot while the detective was explaining what's going to happen. What in yeah, his head could happen. Yeah, like piles and piles of blood coming out of her. Oh, 100%. But it, it seemed like it was his his mind, like what he was thinking. This is what's going to happen. And they just used the characters you'd grown to uh, like, like that little girl in his theoretical scenario. I saw more, and okay, I'm not trying to say that this is anywhere near as good as this movie, but... It was more like the little girl in the red coat from Schindler's List. I never fucking saw that either. You have never <laughs> seen no. Schindler's List? I know, right? Oh! It was black and white, so I always assumed oh my it was God. really old and not going to be good. Oh. Don't feel that bad, because I didn't see it till like, years after I met Sarah. Yeah? Yeah, I think two years Did she do the same reaction when you told her? Yes. You did it! Ah. Well, I sat him down and I said, this is the most amazing film ever, but you're never going to be like in the mood to watch yeah. Schindler's List, because it's... About the freaking Holocaust and it's terrible, it's but it's bummer. just so well done. And you were like, "Yeah, okay, I see why you wanted me to watch this yeah. afterwards." Did you ever watch Grave of the Fireflies? It's an anime. Yes, it's that. Is it like depressing like that? Yes, because that was depressing. Oh yeah, Grave of Fireflies. Like I made kids watch it. I taught a class. <laughs> You're evil. I know. Well, by kids, I mean like, I like made them what? like teenagers. Got, it's what Clockwork Orange, where you like no, I, I wrote a torch them. <laughs> where I taught historical concepts through film. So we were looking at, um, I pulled from Spock, and we were talking about the idea of, like, the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many, or the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And at what cost do we fight things? Like, so that was the best movie I could think of to use. Because it's about little kids in the middle of World War II, which I think was pretty justified. We had to shut that down. Like, we had to shut down fascism and Nazism, but... At what cost? They all, like, they... It's so sad. I know, right? The fact that they showed it from the little kid's point of view, like, makes it... They had nothing to do. They're just trying nothing, to live Yeah, their they're life. just trying to live. They're just trying to do their thing. And their dad dies in a boat, and then their in a mom... Boat. Their mom <laughs> dies. <like> fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was in the Navy... He dies, yeah, and then like the, mom, the mom dies, and then the aunt and uncle are like, yeah, we'll take you in, oh, sorry, we don't have enough food for you, peace out, and then kicks them out, and then, like, it's just... So wait, which one's sadder? Is Chandler's List sadder than Grave of the Fireflies? Um, I would say Grave of Fireflies gets you more in the feels, because the main characters are children, but Schindler's List is one of the best films I've ever seen in my life. No kidding, eh? It doesn't manipulate you into feeling. No, no. It just tells you a story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, this is what actually happened, this kind of shit. Yeah. And it, and it does get you a little bit in the feels, like, at the end, because it's a true story. It's about Oscar Schindler, who yeah, yeah. had the munitions factory and I hired <laughs> Jewish people to keep them alive, right? And at the end, he's like, oh, you know, I, like, here's this, uh, uh, this object, I could have sold this, that would have been one more person, and I could have done this, and that would have been another more person, and I should have got rid of my car, I could have saved another ten people, but there are, like, literally thousands of people alive in the world today because of that one man. Hmm. So, like, they're not trying to manipulate your emotions, but it is very... It's emotional, it but they don't... It's not, the, it's not the, a manipulation. The kids, the kids and girls no. of the firefight were fictional, whereas this is... This, this is true. Yeah, actually, like, the yeah. end of the film is... The actors who played the characters with the real person they played 
walking together to put stones on Schindler's grave in respect. Was Ralph Fiennes in that list? No, because no, it's all the Jewish people. Yeah, he was a yeah, Nazi. Was a hey, Nazi. come on over here, war criminal. We're yeah. going to get you to do us a favor. <laughs> yeah, no Ray Fiennes. Uh, but yeah. Ray? Ralph? Rafe? Is it Rafe? It's, it, that was it, Ray. It's, it's pronounced Rafe, but it's spelled Ralph. Oh. Wow. That is three layers deep. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Where is he from? Is England. that a cultural thing? Uh, you never see that here. Hold on. We were talking about V for Vendetta. Yeah, okay, we were. Hang on, I just want to get back to Equilibrium one last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. had William Fickner in it, and I love that guy. Who's that guy? He, you remember the Dark Knight? Do you remember when he robbed the bank at the beginning? He's the guy with the shotgun who damn near killed the Joker right off the bat. Also, he was in Go. Can't, unpopular opinion, I well, don't really like the Dark Knight. Well, that's okay. We're not talking about that one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. But talk. I mean, I, I think I've seen it like once. I'm gonna talk to you about that after the podcast is done here. But yeah. Is there? Can is anybody there something pronounce else I can his name? Twizzleton. 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 Wycom. That's a great name. <laughs> wow. It's not as good as Laser, but that's okay. It's close. <laughs> He's English. Is he in any movies? Any? Oh, he was uh, Voldemort. He's married to Alex Kingston? I guess. What? Wait, wait, wait. It said from 93 to 97. Yeah, Still, not anymore. I did not even know that. Uh, v. V for Vendetta. Yeah. yeah. We're getting super sidetracked. <laughs> that happens with us. We know this. We're hard right now. Yeah, I, I didn't... The whole political crap they had going on in that movie, didn't know when I first saw it. I was not a political... Uh, politically aware? Yeah. No, so the movie didn't like all that. There was a lot. They were pretty heavy-handed with it. Oh to yeah, be honest. Maybe like it's not subtle. But like oil spill, it's not subtle. Now, looking back, because I've I've seen Fox News a couple times, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it does seem more relevant. All the leaders are actually encouraged to be pedophiles in that movie. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why and, Alan Moore was so right? mad about it because he thought in his story. Um, it's more about anarchy versus, like, fascism. Yeah. So Anarchy v, versus totalitarianism. Yeah, so V's a full anarchist, and he kills good guys and bad guys, and he's not, like, the hero like he is in this. Um, so Alan Moore is like, this is super American. Like, why did you even set this in Britain? Like, if you were going to change everything I wrote, you should have set it in America, because it's not a British story anymore. It's an American story. And I kind of agree with that. Like, when you look at... What, because they made him into nothing but a good guy? Well, no, but they like made you it said, like, it's, they it's, simplified it's it. like Fox News. Like, Oh, yes, yes. And they don't do that in Britain? Not the same way, no. No, I, I wouldn't know. No. I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> it's not propaganda. It's the same way. No, eh? No. No. So they didn't have any of that in the comic? Uh, there, was, there was propaganda, but, like, V wasn't as clear-cut a good guy. He's an agent of chaos. He'll kill good people and bad people and innocent people just because they're in his way. So there wasn't so much the message like, I didn't know fascism that. is bad. Boo, fascism, which is basically like the was, Well, it was, fascism was clearly bad in the book, but it wasn't as... Yeah, but the, that's, the, that, that's the thesis of this movie, and it's yeah. not the thesis of no. the graphic novel. Huh. See, I didn't read the graphic novel, so I kind of feel a little left out. No you didn't tell me I should do that before I came here. 
I haven't, no, but no. I haven't read it. Sarah was reading it, but we neither of us has finished it. I think I read it like I read it before, but I've I've read a lot of things. I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you guys remember when he pushed that domino over and made his logo? Yep. Yeah. That was stupid. I agree. I kind of like like it's it it's, took it's the fifth of November, and you you spent probably an hour and forty five minutes setting up those dominoes. When very... in actuality, it was set up over two hundred hours by four professional domino assemblies <sighs> assemblers, and it was twenty two thousand dominoes. Four. Four professional domino assemblers. Yes. He was one man. Okay. So yeah. two hundred hours times four. Is 800 hours. How many yeah, days is that? Probably times two, though, because if you're not a professional, you probably knocked it over like a bunch of times. Although V is incredibly dexterous. That's true. That's true. So maybe he only accidentally knocked it over like one time. Yeah, still. <laughs> but okay, I, so that's 1,600 hours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. His big plan's just about to go off, and 1,600 hours before he does it, he's like, I'm going to set up some dominoes. Yeah, maybe he has OCD. He tried to do a small one, and it just became a big thing, and then he couldn't let it go. The one thing I liked about it that I've just realized this time is that the last domino that doesn't fall is significant. That represents Finch. Is that he's, which he's one's the, that? Who's that? that the last that? person V needed for his plan. That's the detective. Okay. And when V's on the train, or when uh, Evie's on the train about to pull the lever, it cuts to a single shot of just the domino, and then Finch walks in. Oh, I did not notice that. That is that is very astute. Good eye. It, it, I've watched this like five times, and I just caught it this time, so it's not that great. I'm sure <laughs> people noticed it before. No big deal. <laughs> See, you know what? I would actually really love to get into filmmaking, but like shit like that, I'll never ever. It's achieve. intimidating, right? You're like, I'll never achieve. I'm gonna that. make movies, and then you watch something like that, and you're like, like you, oh you shit, sit, I can't do that. You're sitting there making a movie, and there's a scene, and it's like, oh, uh, the cop walks in. And somebody's sitting there going, you should have a domino in front of him. And you're like, why? You're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, he's a genius and you're a stupid boo. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that's why it takes hundreds of people to make a film. Right? And most most filmmakers. The director is probably not the one who studied literature and is writing that, right? The person who's decided that there's going to be symbolism in a domino. Is someone who so, has a lit degree and... So there's somebody in his ear going, you need to film this and I'll tell you why. Or well, someone like Guillermo del Toro who just understands filmmaking to a degree that most people will never. I would love to be that way. I wish I was cool. like that with anything. <laughs> but I mean, that man carries around... You ordered a good piece 1,100 films with him pizza. everywhere he goes and watches like at least five minutes of his favorite movie before he starts his day every day like he is freaking dedicated to oh, that yeah. yeah he's definitely put in his ten thousand hours of practice to become a master oh yeah he's <laughs> next level crazy good at what he does and loves it that's yeah. the other thing the hobbit sucked that's not Guillermo del Toro oh that's yeah Peter <laughs> That no, was Peter Jackson. Didn't somebody? He was supposed to do it, to it, and he left like immediately. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's probably why it sucked then. <laughs> well, and there's other reasons that it sucked, but that's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other thing. But that means I would have to watch them. Yeah. Don't do it. No, I don't want to. Like you said, that cut Jay found is quite good. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. We'll just review the have the you quick seen cut. That? No, he mentioned it, though. Yeah, some dude cut it down to, like, one two-hour film. Amazing. It's great. It's just the book. It's awesome. Oh, shit. I did not take very many notes on this movie. 
I didn't even talk about it. I did a bit. Like, I, I wrote that, um, okay, so I, I totally trashed Equilibrium because of the Mona Lisa, but I am really impressed with the Shadow Gallery in this. In the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the lives. Because there's, oh, right. there's amazing pieces, like, the one they keep showing on the stand is the Arnolfini portrait by Van Eyck, and it's very famous if you're an art person. Yeah, Sarah's like going to art am. nerd on his real hard. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know it. <laughs> I took uh, art history in college. I had an so, art history Oh, well, there you have go. Have you seen that? Uh, you this is a conversation. I, I, I know nothing about it. No, I, um, I cheated <laughs> my way through that class. Well, and it's kind of an interesting <laughs> painting because no one really knows why it was painted. Like, it's assumed that it's a wedding portrait, but... Um, people also think it might be a portrait of the artist because you can see him painting the portrait in the back, in the mirror. It's kind of... Oh. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's his stuff. Um, they used Edward Munch, but it's not the screen. It's funny because I'm... It's a different Robert portrait. <laughs> I know, I thought the same thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I thought, I thought Robert, Robert Munch. Yeah, the pr- no, not Robert Munch. in the back. No. <laughs> that's, that's immediately what I thought when you said much when we were watching the movie. There's like William Blake in there. Like there's amazing art in that room. But Mona Lisa, thank you. Like, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And really, like if someone no, said right. you can save the Mona Lisa or you can save that Van Eyck, I would save the Van Eyck 100% as someone who knows art. That's the one I would it's save. It's funny because like other artists would probably like shake in your hand, but the general public would be like, you're a mom. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm just going to say this now. Uh, most impressed. of the time when I talk, I notice that the, uh, what do you call that, the graph that shows how loud everybody is? Oh, yeah. I'm not very loud. No, can, I'm really loud, though. Oh, I okay. like crazy, yeah. I can boost that in do it. afterwards anyway. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to do it now because then we'll get, like, nope, that's this okay. microphone picks up everything. 100%, yeah. that's okay. I'm down. <laughs> oh, I wrote that I did not understand Evie. Because if that dude brought me there and I had, like, no family and I worked kind of a crappy job where I had to make coffee for everybody and he brought me to this beautiful, architecturally insane place with beautiful art and stacks and stacks and stacks of books and a ton of movies and music and actual real butter, I would never leave. Yeah. He's like, you have to stay here for a year. She's like, I don't want to. I'm like, why? (laughs) But I mean, she was still a subject uh, who had to view all that propaganda all the time. And he's just, as far as she's concerned, an outlaw and a murderer. Yeah, but he's an outlaw and a murderer with like every comfort I would ever want. (laughs) He hasn't tried to murder me. He rescued me from being raped earlier. Yeah. I kill people, but look how big my TV is. (laughs) Yeah, he's basically stabler in a mask with like all sorts of stuff. I would be there forever. He would... (laughs) He'd be like, okay, the year's over, you can leave. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I live here now. <laughs> make me some eggs and toast. Yeah, make yeah. me eggy egg in a basket with basket. real butter. <laughs> That's what I want. <coughs> okay, wait, they didn't have real butter outside? The... No, she makes a whole big thing about it. Like, how did you get real butter? I haven't tasted real butter since I was a child. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then he's like, oh, I stole it from there. Chancellor Sutler's train. And then she oh, was like, yeah, yeah what? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember that now. Eggie in a basket. Eggie in a basket. What a weird name. <laughs> uh, my, the only note that I really wanted to talk about is that Hugo Weaving is fucking amazing in this movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
He doesn't get to use his face the entire movie, but you know what he's thinking in every scene. When I the first... power of emoting... Without your face, though. No, but in general, because that's what we missed from the last movie. Oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. like, there's so much emoting, and it's so excellent. Yeah, you're right, because Christian Bale was supposed to be stone-faced in that movie, and they wanted you to feel for him, but it was hard to. Whereas he's got a mask that doesn't move, which is the same idea, but you still feel for him. Yeah. Of course, yeah. he had a tragic backstory. Well, I guess so did Preston. Whatever his name yeah, was. it's yeah. just... His wife died. But he wasn't tortured. He has such a kind no, voice. Yeah. And he sounds... Like, he... He sounds like a kind, intelligent person that you want to be around. And that's really hard to do. It's hard to get that level of attachment to someone from just a voice. Yeah. That's talent. Hmm. And they did some subtle lighting. They were originally going to make different masks and then decided against it. Oh, good. Which like, I like. hexadecimal? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, actually. Yeah, exactly. So they were going to make him different masks and decided not to, so instead they just light it in a specific way to See, that's manipulate way the idea. viewer. Huh. I liked Hexadecimal, but yeah. Well, it worked because it was, it was in a computer. Yeah. It, worked, yes. it worked in that. It wouldn't work in V for Vendetta. Like, what is he doing? Switching the masks? Exactly. Yeah. I've, Wait I've a got, minute. I've got something else to say, <laughs> but hold on. This is a good one. Big <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> He's got just emojis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Hugo Weaving was good in that movie. hundred percent, I agree. However, when I first went into like when I started watching this movie again, thinking back when I was young, I didn't like the movie. I went in thinking this is gonna be shitty. I don't even want to watch it because I didn't like it. Meanwhile, I didn't remember shit. <laughs> but when he first came on screen, when the the guys were gonna try and uh, rape uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman um, he first came on on screen, and everything he said started with a V. Yeah. I'm like, this movie's going to be fucking dumb. That's dumb. Yeah, that wasn't in the comments. See, and I love it because I use it as an example of alliteration in my class all the time. Wasn't, not saying it wasn't <laughs> impressive. Word. That was that was pretty impressive, what he, what the writers did with the sentence, because it was quite long. But I was, I don't know, it had been a long time. I'm thinking, does he do that the whole fucking movie? That's going to be stupid. Thank God he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anyway, that would be once, terrible. Once I started watching the movie, I got over that, and I'm like, yeah, it was actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> well, he's kind of he's kind of telling us his name without him telling us his name. Every word he says starts with a V. Yes. No, I get that, yeah. Also, he, well, and I like he too cuts that he a walks, V in that sign. Yeah. He just starts um, <laughs> quoting, and I know, I, I couldn't pinpoint what that was from, but I know in other portions he's quoting Macbeth, like a lot of Shakespeare, which is not allowed anymore. Oh, right, yeah. So I kind of like that they start right off the bat, like, okay, he's quoting something that's illegal, this guy's subversive in some way. Kind of gives you that hint. Yeah. But also, smart. Yeah. They uh, talked about the Count of Monte Cristo. That was his favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, again, maybe I'm young, but I didn't see the original, but the remake that came out, I think it was 2003. I love that. With, uh, I don't think I've seen Jim it. Jim Caviezel and uh, Guy Pierce. It was good. I'll have to check it out. I'm glad I saw it because otherwise I wouldn't get the reference to the whole Count of Monte Cristo thing. Right. Yeah. But like, did you ever see or read? The original, yeah. Yeah, where he was like imprisoned and it's like an analog for his life. But yeah, it was cool. Uh, I liked the... I liked the way that they 
made you understand why people would be sort of complacent in this through setting. So when it shows the little girl and her parents sitting in their house, you know that they're living in that world because there's no art on the walls. The only thing that's on the walls in any person's home is a picture of the chancellor. Yeah. Which as an art person like destroys my soul thinking of that. Um, but beyond that, it's very comfortable. Like everyone, there's knickknacks and then yeah, everyone's just living a life. They're living a life. Like the couches are comfy. It looks like people actually live in these places. Um, there's some toys. There's like, there's stuff there still. So I, I really like that they made that effort to show you why people might not fight back, that it had kind of happened slowly over they, time. They have all the basics. The and basic they have what they stuff. need. Yeah, like they're they're comfortable enough hmm. to not want to There's a Rage Against the Machine movie about that, actually. Is there, yeah? About yeah. the movie specifically? No, uh, about movie? the idea. It's okay. uh, the environment. Uh, what is it? One second. Pause. <laughs> this is yeah. going to be good, though. Rage Against the Machine is awesome. I, yeah, I was surprised to find I actually really did enjoy V for Vendetta. I don't know why I disliked it, because, I mean, even if you don't know the political crap, I mean, he still does karate. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I don't know why. I left it thinking that was not very good. Okay, so it's from the song Freedom, and it's uh, the environment exceeding on the level of our unconscious unconsciousness. For example, what does the billboard say? Come and play, come and play. Forget about the movement. So it's talking about how, like, yeah, don't they worry. make they don't make worry your about life. The people telling you, you should be worried. Yeah, just watch, just watch your movies. Everything's fine. Forget about all the all the shit that's going on outside your door. Hmm. Just enjoy your enjoy life. Yeah. Whether or not it all goes to shit, we're we at the top are going to be just fine, so don't worry about it. Yeah, don't forget. <laughs> it is kind of strange, though. Like, this just brought it up in my mind. Because movies are most popular when times are hard. Like, film is one of the few things that still did well during the Great Depression. It's escapism. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? So... If you're living in a world where your government is terrible and people get shot for leaving the house after 10, I'm surprised that there's no movies being made. I mean, even, like, the German government in World War II was smart enough to make a ton of super really... Propaganda pro interest, But, like, fun to watch for yeah. people. Like, not just, you know... Someone. Well, yeah, because they took the masters of German film and they got them to make propaganda films. Yeah, so I'm surprised that there's not more of that going on. Although Stephen Fry does have his show, like they do and still have like, TV. Yeah, there, there's probably lots of things like that. Like yeah. we just don't see it because it's yeah. not part of the story. Yeah, we just see a lot of that gross dude. Because V definitely <laughs> be, wouldn't be watching propaganda movies. The Voice movies. of London. Oh yeah, yeah. V wouldn't be watching propaganda movies. Oh, God, no. Yeah, and that's right. They him even show him try to turn the TV off when it cut to... Uh, yeah, when the movie ends and it starts the news. Propaganda. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like... I'm yeah, not, don't need to watch that. Yeah. They're just going to lie to me. I don't care. And then the, what happens when he turns it back on? She's like... She's she's lying. 
Yeah. I like, like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, the, the one time he watches TV, they're lying. It's yeah. straight propaganda. They're not, it's not even pretend news. <laughs> Do you know the scene where, like, uh, well, scenes, I guess, where he pushes the notes through the, the hole in a wall and she reads them? Yeah. I actually got a little emotional during that scene. That was really heartbreaking. Yeah. But I kept telling myself, this is bullshit. He's tricking her. It's not even real. And then afterwards, he's like, no, she was real. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's, I think, my favorite part of the entire movie. That small story. That story, her telling that story. That really, uh, yeah, it tugs at the heart. It is the emotional center of the movie. That's what motivated V to become who he is. It was Valerie's death that... It's a... Beautiful plot device. Like, you want to know what the world was like leading up to this and it's, what uh, brought you here? Like, that's the best possible way. It's exposition in the middle of the movie, but it's relevant and well presented. Yeah. And yeah, they did a good job. It Yeah, like you said, it tugs at your heartstrings real bad without being, like, cheesy. There's no problem yeah. on that one. It was just really well done. Yeah. That was actually, yeah. That, that whole scene could have been a movie in and of itself. I'd watch that. Lesbians? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's what you got for me. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the end of that scene... Tugged, tugged in a couple other things, too. <laughs> oh my god! No! You don't have you, to cut that. That's pretty good. <laughs> you don't need to know what you did before you came over. <laughs> I shook your hand when I got here, remember? Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Oh no. <laughs> we've, we've gone off the rails. <laughs> this is not this is not the furthest off the rails we've gone. Oh, okay, I'll try harder. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Speaking of uh, that scene where she's she reads Valerie's note and she lets go of her fear, I may I uh, noticed that they cut between what happened to V and what happened to her. Yeah. How they walk out together. He's uh, he's walking out through fire and she's walking out through water. I'm like. The difference is that he was made through hate. Like, he became who he is because he hated what was done to him. But she came out of what happened to her because V loves her. That was a gift to her because she didn't, she wanted to live without fear. Wait, what? Who? Natalie Portman? Yeah. She came out through water? When she, when she, when they took her out, when she's like, I need air, I need air. Oh, 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 yes, yes, with the rain. Yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah, no, that 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 makes sense. That's cool. You know what? I probably explained that very missed? poorly, though. Yeah, but it's good now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they could have explained it in a way that would have actually benefited the story and not like distracted from it. But in the comic book, um, he gardens at Lark Hill and grows those. It, they do. They do uh, allude to it. Yeah, that's, that's why the doctor knew who it was. Yeah. Yeah, but also, that's how he blew the place up. Because yeah. he had access to, oh, like, fertilizer, fertilizer and stuff. Oh, yeah. Someone mentioned that's... that in the movie, too. I think V talks about how... No, it's the doctor. Yeah, the doctor... The doctor she, explains it. The cop gave her the rose, and she immediately knew who it was, just because of the rose. Yeah, and there's yeah. some... Yeah. But they don't say why. Like, no, I, I remember there being some explanation. Like, do he, they? He was, he was working in the garden, and, and I think V is explaining to someone, and over time he got, he managed to gather enough chemicals to blow the place up. I can't remember where it is, though. I, wish I, I don't remember that either, and I just saw it recently. That's wild. Well, do, do you remember 
Do you remember what I'm talking about, or am I making that up? I don't. I don't. No, know. like I remember it, but I. I feel I like there was an explanation as to why she knew. Maybe it's. Because I remember just being like, "How did he blow the place up?" Maybe it's just real subtle. Maybe. I don't think they needed an explanation as to how he blew the place up. He just did it. He, shit happened. Like. No, and I'm fine with it. I was fine with that, but like, I like the the fact. I don't remember them explaining that in the movie, but I like that. That's cool. Maybe maybe it was in the "What's the Difference" video that we watched like immediately before. Yeah, well, the yeah, because I think it's a comic thing and it's not. But I, for some reason, you, I remember, like I said, you don't miss it, and I think it would detract if they added it. Like I remember hearing it. Weird, in Hugo oh, Weaving's, by the way, and he does this on the side. Like I don't know where they would put that. In. I remember hearing it in Hugo Weaving's voice, but maybe I'm mistaken. Mistaken. Maybe you read it in his voice. Maybe you were thinking of the Red Skull. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Red Skull. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because you know uh, that whole thing. He got burned. He got no fucking eyeballs and shit like that. I don't know why, but I. You remember the scene where she tried to take his mask off? It, it was a short scene, and it wasn't really that big a deal. But I just, I started laughing, and I don't know why I thought of it, but do you guys remember Jason Takes Manhattan? Yes. yes. When Unfortunately, he got burned yes. up by the toxic waste or uh-huh. whatever, and his face looked like wet toilet paper with googly eyes. <laughs> that's what I pictured under his mask. But if she actually manages to pull his mask off and that's what was underneath. Because he makes a big deal. You know what? I'm not I'm not my face. I'm just saying you can do it. Don't don't think less of me. And then it's that. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's when I missed the explanation about the roses. I was laughing about his toilet paper face. (laughs) When we were watching, I was I asked Sarah, like, do you think a lot of people forgot that Natalie Portman asked like wishes that she didn't wasn't afraid of it all the time because there's like 20 minutes between her saying I wish I wasn't afraid all the time and her being her going to uh, Stephen Fry's house and then V kidnaps her and then she's in the cell so I'm like what's, what's your question I'm sorry do people remember that that Evie wished she that she that. could live without fear yeah no I didn't remember it when I saw it yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember it the first time either. You, you do. I mean, he says it, so you're like, you take his word for it because yeah. he's got that voice, right? Yeah, yeah he's very commanding. <laughs> yeah, he's probably telling the truth. I don't want to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because there's yeah. a long gap between that her saying that and then it happening. Huh. Hey, you know what I liked? They almost sort of made that uh, suit of armor he had in his home uh, almost like a character in the movie. Yeah, he's like play fighting with it and stuff, and at the end he uses the he uses the chest metal piece. as uh, yeah the chest piece is like a bulletproof vest. Yeah, I I, I mean it, it was nothing really, but I, I liked that. It was kind of yeah. cool because it wasn't that play fighting thing was I guess maybe some sort of foreshadowing. So it's probably like the only friend that he he's had. Yeah, in, for the ten years that he's been That's right. working on this plan, sacrificed his life for his buddy. Yeah, of course he ended up dying too, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was kind of cool. It let him live long enough to to. They didn't need to plan. do that. He could have had a bulletproof vest or some shit, right? Yeah, he could have just He could anything. afford millions of masks and, and clothes. I mean, he built a that. fake Lark Hill in his, in his fucking shadow gallery. Exactly. So. He could have afforded a bulletproof vest, but he decided to make his only friend sacrifice his I wouldn't be surprised him. if he had like a, a stack of bulletproof vests in his place along with the butter that he stole from Suttler. That's right, yeah, because those things are always shipped together. I mean, he's he stole a train. I can't imagine that was that butter was the only thing on it. 
Okay, I'm going to read you a synopsis and you tell me if it's your book. What? My book? The book oh, you're the, talking the about? Oh, the dog. <laughs> okay. The my book name's read. Grizz. My childhood wasn't like yours. I've never had friends in my whole life. I've never, I've not met enough people to play a game of football. Wait, is this a story about me? This is, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my parents told me how crowded the world used to be. We were never lonely on our remote island. We had each other. We had our dogs. Then the thief came. Does that sound familiar? It doesn't sound like anything. I don't know what that is. So he was trying to look up that. Okay, I'm going to tell you again. It's about a dog from outer space. So that didn't sound much like a dog from outer space. There were dogs, but you didn't want to say outer space. Okay, I'm going to keep looking. Gotta know what book did. It sounds riveting. (laughs) Man. Oh, I was in a special class. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah, so. Sarah had a question while we were watching about the the virus. I think it was before the big finish scene where he's connecting all the dots. But she was like, So what happened with this virus? With this Saint Mary's place and the, the yeah. school like that? I'm like, uh, the facility where V was made, where he became V, is where they were testing a virus that they would later release. Release, yeah. And I'm like, the the movie doesn't do a great job of explaining that I guess. So they developed the cure because of V. From from his blood. Yes. Yeah. He he essentially was the cure f- uh, for the virus they unleashed. Right. So they didn't unleash it until they had it from him. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah was just, I think, you were wondering what the viruses had to do with anything? Oh, that's how you fucking make your, your population compliant. Yeah, by scaring them into external... Someone's attacking us. Someone's attacking us. Put me in power and I'll get to the bottom of it. I'm now in power. Suddenly, oh, it's cured. I've I've done it. Now everybody's like, oh, this is the guy. Let's follow him. Yeah, that's... that's It's it's uh, how fascists come to power all the time. It's the same thing Hitler did. But that's how Bush got re-elected after (laughs) 9-11. It's how how Trump got elected. It's how Hitler came to power. It's It's how it all happens. They like they they take everyone's anxieties and they put it on one group of people and they're like those are the bad guys. Yep. Be afraid of them. I'm the only one that can stop them. Put me in power. Yeah. So it's like if I went on and mass murdered a bunch of people and said, "Listen, I won't mass murder anybody else if you make me prime minister," or if you blame the mass murder on somebody else. Well, that would be probably smarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was Jim and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Those bastards! Yeah, I always knew it. <laughs> Where were we? I thought it was kind of funny that uh, Evie, even for a second, thinks that Stephen Fry is V. She did. I thought that was hilarious. In what world do you think that, like, pudgy old Stephen Fry is a superhero? Hey, Shrek saved the world three times. Shrek's an ogre. He's Still? a giant, strong guy. Okay, Stephen Fry is like an old, out of shape man. <laughs> he could play an ogre. Yeah, but like he—he's not punching people across a, across an alleyway like V did at the beginning. How come he had superpowers? The virus uh, affected him differently than other people. It gave him like increased strength and agility oh, okay. and all that, and durability to be able to ex- survive an explosion. What? <laughs> he survived the Lark Hill exploding, and he just burned himself. Oh, I thought you meant the explosion at the end. I'm like, is there a sequel I don't know about? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure he does not survive that one. (laughs) Explosion and then Parliament falling on top of him. (laughs) 
I, I gotta go back to it. No, seriously, it took less than a minute for the train to get to the fucking tower. It did take way too short a time. How could they not find it? It was a straight shot. I, I, my only thought is that they didn't really search the tunnels. They Which couldn't is have. stupid. They couldn't have. Why not? Because they would have found something. Oh, yes. Okay, so they're just simply incompetent. Yeah, or they're lying to, like, yeah, yeah, we looked. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We looked. They're boarded up. Who gives a shit? Then again, you know, uh, what the hell is the guy's name? The the really evil guy. The the, the guy who's in, like, the panel. That Creedy? Creedy. Maybe Creedy was in charge of that and just said, fuck it, I want this place to burn because... That could be because he did want Subtler gone and he exactly. wanted to take over himself. Maybe that's what happened. Could be. You read the comic. Somebody read the comic. Sarah <laughs> said she did, but she said she doesn't remember. No? That I'm would make totally... a lot of sense. That would explain a whole lot of stuff. It would, that, yeah. Would if Creedy was like, fuck it, I'm not trying to stop this. He can die. I don't give a shit. Exactly. Okay. I can write movies. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Now I know. <laughs> I got an idea for a story if you want to make a movie. Uh, I won't talk about it here. But. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Suddenly it's like this huge indie flick. Okay. <laughs> well, if, if we did say it here, then I would at least have like something to point to saying, you know, we talked about this. I thought of Jurassic Park first. <laughs> <laughs> I made a note that the doctor is the only one that seems to regret what happened at all. Yes. She's the only one that even tries to apologize. Yeah. Would it be, would it, is it too late to say I'm sorry? Right. Never. It's all in my journal. Yeah. She took the journal out specifically because she knew he was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's that's what they're saying, is like the current government is all a bunch of corrupt, shitty people. Maybe that was where I heard the he stole a chemicals thing is when her journal is being read. Oh, maybe. When there's a journal entry. I don't know. I can't remember. I could just be like making that up, too. Hmm. The uh, detective... Uh, I think they made it too obvious he was critical of the government right off the bat. Yeah. Like, you could see it written all over his face, and to be honest, I'm like, if, if I'm an idiot, and if I could pick up on that, you don't have to be John Preston. Well, and when he's sitting at the table there, and, and Chancellor Sutter, Sutter, Sutler is speaking, he's just like, uh, uh, Yeah. Like, rolling his eyes, and like, oh, this is such bullshit, why am I even here? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They killed the guy for having a Quran. This guy's rolling his eyes at the dude ordering all the murders. <laughs> uh, not, not that it was a big deal. I mean, he was supposed to eventually change sides, but it was too quick. Yeah, they, well, I guess they made it too obvious that he had doubts about the government. Yeah. Because you, you didn't need that stuff at the beginning because you start getting that when he starts bringing out his, like... Uh, he starts questioning. His stories. disruption, his uh, surveillance disruption device, yes. which they didn't even explain. I know the first time thing he puts it up, and you don't know what the fuck, fuck is that? that's going on. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's right. I was like, "What is this?" Some, I, I had no idea what it was. The first time I watched the movie, I'm like, "What the fuck is he doing? What is that thing?" Yeah, yeah. That that's true. You eventually get it figured out, but uh, what is this? What are you talking about? That his, little uh, device he used to the like, thing lock. He, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the surveillance spy. equipment. The guy who was in charge of all the TV station stuff. Prothero, whatever his name was. Did you guys ever watch the show Coupling? No. Yes. He I was mean. in that. He was Patrick Maitland. The guy with the big dick. I don't remember it that much. No. Oh, it's a good <laughs> show. Anyway, he played... Mom and Dad it. were into that show, but like a decade ago. Oh, man. I It's four seasons. The fourth season sucks. The first three seasons, great show. 
It's like kind of like Friends, community. but all about sex. Like community. Uh, well, this is a different show from that. Yeah, very dull. No, I know, but I mean like the, how the last season sucks. Oh, I never saw Community. What well, the hell's wrong? I've never seen anything. <laughs> Community's another good one. I shouldn't say I never saw Community. I've seen some episodes of Community, but I've never went and like really gotten into it. Uh, I enjoyed what I saw. I should get into it. That and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is real good. I hear that. It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah? If you're like, if you're like anti-PC, you probably won't like it. Uh, I, I use a Mac, so... You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, progressive messaging in it that conservatives do not like. Yeah, I'm not really uh, on either side, to be perfectly honest. You'll be fine. Yeah. As long as I get to eat my McDonald's. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> you know, I've seen some episodes of it. It's it's funny. I like it. Like, there's one joke where he's, he's chasing a girl down a, a hallway, and she turns out to not be the suspect he's looking for. She's like, wait, why were you running from me? And then he's like, oh yeah, because the world is a night, uh, because men are horrible and the world is a nightmare. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else I really wanted to say about the. It, I, I am happy that I enjoyed it uh, this time around. Uh, I, I didn't think I was. I wasn't enthusiastic when I turned it on. Well, I'm glad that it's better. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it more this time than you did the first time. Yeah. Kind of makes me think I should go back and watch some other movies. I mean, it's never... That I didn't like. It's never a terrible idea. I mean, maybe check some... Review. Reviews before <laughs> you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes bad movies are just bad movies. Yeah, like you, I'm thinking you don't like movies for a I reason. should revisit Meteor Man. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that movie. You don't want to revisit that one. Uh, are you sure? Did you watch it a long time ago? It might be good and you don't realize. I watched it as a teenager, and if it was going to be good at any time, it would have been when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. It would have been when I was at my dumbest. Okay, so next episode, Meteor Man. <laughs> <laughs> and Pluto Nash. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. <laughs> I, have, I have things to do. <laughs> Anybody else have any notes? No, I'm just really upset. I can't find this. Series. You're still looking for the, the book it's, about the yeah, space dog? Yeah, and I messaged Brittany because she has librarian powers. <laughs> I do have one note that's... More about fascism than the movie itself, but they talk about loyal party members all the time, loyal party members being killed, and how that's a huge deal. Yes. Because in fascist regimes, regimes loyalty to the party, the ruling party, is the most important thing. If you're loyal to the party, you can do pretty much anything that you want. Hmm. Like you see that you see it a lot in uh, uh, Chernobyl. If you watch <laughs> the the miniseries Chernobyl. There's a lot of references to people that are in positions of power that shouldn't be there just because they're loyal party members. Would you be surprised if I told you I never saw that? I wouldn't know. Because we only seen it we only seen it on the Super see it. Oh, it's so good. It yeah, is very good. It. <laughs> it's like way over the top. Like compared to what really happened, like not really. It's pretty close. Uh, well, what happens to the people that get the radiation sickness and stuff? That's well, visually, yeah, it's way over the top. It's not. But it's pretty much it's what Ark of the Covenant kind of stuff. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, people melt. Yeah. Skin, like, I like you say it so nonchalantly. Yeah, yeah, people melt. It's yeah, well, they do. They're like their skin becomes translucent and it starts melting off their face. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. gruesome. Radiation poisoning happen. doesn't look like that, according to the Chernobyl doctor video that we watched. 
But again, it's a television show and it probably felt that horrible. So, but you can't feel what another person is feeling. So you yeah. want to make something look horrific, make it gross. Oh, you know what did a good job at that? Is that 123 hours or whatever the hell it is with uh, Jason 127 Franco? hours? Yeah. 127 oh, yeah. Do you, do you remember when he's trying to cut his arm off? and he That sound that they make? They, they do it all sound. through sound. Yeah. yeah. That sound was perfect. Yeah. That really, like my arm hurt. Well, yeah, because I've like I've fallen and I like you get a sensation in your ears when you when you fuck up a limb like that. Like I I fell one time and my arm went way behind my back like that, and I thought for sure I'd separated my shoulder, but I got up and there was just a pressure on my ear. It didn't really make a sound, but it felt like a sound. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. That sound gave you the pressure. Yeah. That you felt. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sound was it was great. And that's, again, I really wish I was a good filmmaker. I'm not even a filmmaker at all, but if I was, that's brilliant. How the fuck do you come up with that idea? It's cool. Like, you know, you think you just grab a camera and we're like, we're going to film a movie. And somebody says, well, you know, what are you going to do to really emote this pain this dude's feeling? I don't know, just show him cutting his arm off. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not working for me. Yeah, it's, that might be too much. And you don't really No, but again... It. That's sound editors coming up with those a yeah. lot of those ideas. That's, like, that's why you have. A that's why you have a thousand people. Yeah. Yeah, um, a movie is by com- by committee See, most times. Well, in movies that aren't like those stupid Star Wars prequels, are terrible. Wait, what? Did you say movies that aren't the prequels are terrible? I don't know what you're saying. Like movies that aren't a group project, like the Star Wars prequels. Oh, George Lucas had that whole Where thing. one person has complete Where one say. person has complete control. Like, that's never a good idea. Unless you're Guillermo del Toro. Which, but that's exception. Well, and, but he doesn't even, like... No, he, he gives... He has I, really amazing detailed ideas, but he gives them to artisans. Yeah. And lets them run with it. Yeah. Not like and Neil, he Neil wouldn't, Green. That's oh, like Neil Green. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the kind of filmmaker I would probably be, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man, those are bad movies. So bad. <laughs> like watching reviews for them are painful enough. I I feel bad for the people that watch the whole things. Oh, okay. Well, we can wrap it up. Sorry, I just said I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've gone through all our notes, so we can wrap it up. If uh, if Sarah ever figures out what this book is, I'll uh, I'll add it to the description on throw that at the end <laughs> on the blog. Yeah. But uh, for now, we'll just say goodbye. It's been an hour and a half Leave anyway. You so in suspense. So, bye-bye. I have to pee. Bye. Bye. This has been Welcome to Planet Bob. If you know any shows or movies you think we should discuss, find me on Twitter, at King of Bob. That's at King underscore of underscore Bob. And Derek, you can find me at LarsM on Twitter, L-A-R-Z-M. And this is Sarah. I'm on Tumblr at Welcome to Planet Bob. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Welcome to Planet Bob. Thanks for listening to our show and we hope you tune in next week.